0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: The biggest mistake we make, but the most frequent mistake we make, is trusting ourselves. Coming up, Bible teacher and author
0: Joyce Meyer explores the amazing benefits of trusting God in all aspects of life.
1: And I think the reason why we trust ourselves is because we really want what we want, And we're pretty sure that we might be the only one that would try to make sure that we get what we want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next on Life Today.
2: I told him a moment ago, you've got the glow and glory of God on you. Do you? You know what a lot of people tell me? I watch you every morning or night. I'm so glad you can't see me. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, if we get dressed up in Jesus, it's amazing what happens. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today. And we have a guest that shares uh, everyday life, every day. And she is just one truly gifted, anointed teacher. Her name is Joyce Meyer. She has a book titled Unshakable Trust she talks about finding joy in trusting God at all times even in the most challenging times it's a real joy to have Joyce back because we really do appreciate the love and the truth transforming truth that flows freely through Joyce Meyer would you welcome Joyce Meyer back to our You don't have a problem speaking when the anointing's on. You don't have a problem writing. But I have an idea, when you're moved to write, something has happened that has led you to begin to write. Why did you write Unshakable Trust?
1: Well, trust is something that we all want to do. Any believer wants to trust God. And I think if we're honest, it's something that at some times in our life, we all have a difficult time doing. Mm No matter, you know, I say it's easier to talk about it than it is to do it when you need to do it. I wrote the book, but a few weeks ago I needed to read the book. (laughs) (laughs) it's, um, It's an ongoing thing in life. And I think that I doubt very much if any brand new believer could honestly say they totally trust God. Simply because you learn how to trust God by having experience with God and one of the reasons why God doesn't always deliver us from everything the way we would like to be delivered and at the moment we would like to be delivered is because to be honest sometimes we need that experience even like for me I find that when I go through say a difficult time maybe a health issue and I don't understand why I'm hurting or why God's not taking care of it sooner if you really look, there's almost always something good that you can find, or something that you learn in every situation. First of all, when you when you really have a hard time, a difficult time, it drives you either away from God or further into God. And of course, His desire is that we're driven further into Him. I always say when you when you don't have anybody else, you get very friendly with God. Mm. And when you uh, uh, when you see God's faithfulness in your life and, and you see him deliver you, then it gives you just a little bit more trust the next time. But for me, what happens to me when I go through something, it, um, instead of it making me hard-hearted, it tenderizes me, and it makes me uh, be more compassionate toward other people that are hurting. Like I had breast cancer 27 years ago. Well, you mentioned tonight that there was somebody that was here that was fighting cancer. See, I don't have to try to have compassion on how they feel. I don't have to work something up. I already know exactly how they feel. And I know the fear that comes along with that word. But then I can also give the testimony that God did take care of it. I did have to have an operation. It would have not been what I would have preferred. But every year since then, for 27 years, I've got a clean mammogram when I go for my test so I continue year after year after year to see the faithfulness of God and let me
2: ask you something that I think would help because I'm I'm, I'm curious how would you define trust from your point of view when you say the word trust God how would you define that
1: well trust is is relying on it's depending on it's uh, I think knowing that you can be safe with someone there's no way that we're going to trust God if we don't know that He is inherently good and that He is nothing but good. And so even though everything doesn't feel good, God still intends to bring good out of it in the end. And I say in the end because there's a beginning. <laughs> there's an end, but boy, it's the middle that you got to make it through. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, many times we, we put our trust in the wrong places. And I think that the biggest mistake we make, but the most frequent mistake we make, is trusting ourselves. And I think the reason why we trust ourselves is because we really want what we want, and we're pretty sure that we might be the only one that would try to make sure that we get what we want. <laughs> and I really think that's a big issue with this thing about trusting God. I think if, if we're willing to say, well, God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. And I think that's something that comes in time. You know, Jesus said, if you can remove this cup, but he followed it up with a very important statement, nevertheless, your will be done and not mine. So I've actually learned how to pray, God, this is what I want, especially if it's something I can't find scripture and verse for. You know, this is what I want. This is what I would like to see happen. But if that's not what you want or not the way you want to do it, then please don't give me what I want. Amen. Give me what you want because ultimately, even if we get what we want, it's not going to keep us happy for very long. And so I think if we can learn to to be willing to lay down that self-will and want what God wants, then it's easier to put ourselves in God's hands as long as you know that God is good. And just because Bad things happen to good people. That doesn't mean that God's bad. We live in a fallen world, and sin is rampant in the world today. And God created everything good in the garden. It all, Even the devil started out good. And he was the one that made the choice to be in pride and want to take over God's position. I will, I will, I will. Five times he said, I will. And God said, well, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, be like God without God. Yeah, I'll be, I'm going to be like God without God. And... Uh, So then Adam and Eve, and everything was good. The garden was good, and they had all this good stuff that they could do. There was only one thing.
2: (laughs) Heavy, heavy request. One (laughs) thing
1: that I don't want you to do. And even that, when God told them not to do that, it was for their benefit, not necessarily for God's. And so Satan used that to try to make Eve feel like God somehow maybe wasn't good because he was holding out on her just a little bit. And so she wanted to have that one thing. Sometimes I think if there just wouldn't have been that apple, (laughs) we would all be so much better (laughs) off. And that sin nature then was passed down to every human being. Of course, Jesus came as the second Adam, gave us a brand new nature. But we have choices to make all the time. And so when sin came into the world, evil came into the world, and but when I say that, it's not always our own personal sin that causes our problems. My father's sin caused me to suffer. Hurt you deeply. It wasn't my own thing. Right. It was his. Many times, just foolishness. You know, uh, a fool has a lot more trouble than a wise man. And so we do a lot of foolish things. Like how many people abuse their bodies for years and years and years, don't get enough sleep, live on junk food, way too much stress in their life, and then 25 years later, everything falls apart, and then they don't understand why suddenly they don't get a miracle. I was one of those people, Mm -hmm. and I did it working for God. (laughs) And so even, even if you think you're doing something in God's name, you still can't break His laws. And so there's healing for us. There's deliverance for us. But sometimes, if we've taken 30 years to make a mess... God doesn't fix it in two weeks. I'll never forget the woman who came to the altar, and this is actually funny but sad. And she put her hands on her hips, and she looked at me, and she said, I want my money back. <laughs> and I thought, what you, I, you know, she'd given some offerings, and I thought, what are you talking about? She said, I've been doing what you said to do for two weeks and not one thing has changed. Oh. And I'll tell you what, I mean, it was hard for me not to laugh right in the woman's face. Because I said, you just don't even have a clue. I mean, surely we could give God equal time that we gave the devil. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, if it took me 30 years to almost kill myself, why can't I at least give year, God a year or two yeah. to work with me to, to get things back? So our problems are not God's fault. They may be, it may be that we've opened a door. It's smart to just say, God, if there's a door that I've opened here, something I need to see, let's just take unforgiveness, for example. Do you know that there are probably more angry Christians in the church? No, it's terrible. Than there are ones that can actually say, I'm not holding anything against anyone. I have no unforgiveness in my heart. And the Bible tells us plainly, That if we won't forgive other people that God can't forgive us and that we give Satan an advantage over us if we stay in unforgiveness. We're
2: actually turned over to
1: tormentors. They have access to torment. People are mad at God because he hasn't given them what they want. They're mad at the people who hurt them and offend them. They're mad at themselves and so there can be reasons why we have things come into our life but when I have a problem I don't go on a digging expedition. I don't start trying to find out what my latest sin was. I just say to God, if I did something that opened the door for this, please show me. I want to repent and correct it, and that's the end of it. If God doesn't show me anything, then I say, but either way, I trust you to take this thing and work good out of it. Make me a stronger person and a better person and give me compassion for hurting people while I'm going through
2: this. Do you all appreciate this? Do you understand this is insight? (laughs) I think it's I think it's critically important for everyone here and everyone watching on television to understand, Joyce doesn't have any trouble expressing herself. But she's got a lot of questions a lot of issues to cover. And she couldn't do it even in an entire conference. But what she does when she sits down and pours out years of interaction with God and insight and inspiration God's given her, plus studying His Word and the word getting in her heart to where it's bound up inside, then she flows it out and all the questions, some of you may be thinking of questions right now. What I want about this? Well, that's why she writes the book because she can address those particular questions that come up. As you've been listening, Betty, and she's been talking about trust, has anything come to your mind that you might say address this for me?
1: A lot of times I think Christians have trouble with the trust issue when they don't get what they prayed for. That's right. When they don't get the result that they've poured their life and their heart out for. It's just not wise when you let your problems drive you away from the one person that can help you. That's right. Please don't do that. If you're watching and you're not getting it the way you wanted, or you had a terrible loss or a loved one died and you're tempted to blame God and walk away from God, please don't do that. He loves you. He's the only one that can really help you. And God never promised us that we would not have any suffering or pain in this life. But what He did promise us is that we would never have to go through anything alone.
2: That's right.
1: That He would always be there with us. And something that I tell people when I do altar calls and invite people to receive Christ is, I'm not promising you that you'll never have a difficult day. I'm not promising you that you'll never have a problem. But I can tell you that your worst day with Jesus will be better than your best day ever was without Him. Is that the truth? Did you just hear the (laughs) truth?
2: You know, many times people have a tragedy, but they've never developed any love with God. Right. When the tragedy comes and you don't have that love, it's very difficult because it's difficult when you have the love Mm -hmm. to see that God Almighty can work even this terribly difficult thing for good to those who love him, whatever it is that's come in your life. And please listen, Joyce has talked to you and we talked to you about knowing a living person personally. The father that created us and loved us and gave his son not only to redeem us, but also to send another of the same kind. And you could not help but say, before we walked out of here, what happened in your life was the power of the Holy Spirit, another one of the same kind coming to live in you. And you have walked in that trust. I see in this book that you are talking to every person that will give an ear and put their eyes on truth. You're trying to show them that they can have that same person living in them in power. Am I assessing
1: that correctly, Joyce? Oh, absolutely. You know, we I always say this, and I say it often, so maybe you've heard me say it. Jesus did not die so we could all have our own little brand of religion. Mm. I'm not even sure religion's a word he cares for. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he does. <laughs> uh, but he died so we could, each one of us, have an intimate, personal, living relationship with God. Yeah, that's right. He comes to live on the inside of us, and the most exciting thing in my life was when I found out that God didn't just live in the church, and I could visit him for 45 minutes on Sunday morning, (laughs) but that he wanted to be involved in every single thing, and he cared about every single thing in my life. And you know, when everybody has questions, and you know, James and Betty, even for years about the sexual abuse in my childhood, and... I was born again when I was nine and I prayed for God to get me out of it and, and it didn't happen, you know? It, I mean, it just didn't happen. And a couple of things. One of the things, when we're praying a prayer that involves somebody else's will, we have to understand that God is not going to take my prayer and make them do what I want them to That's do. That's so right. So I, we pray and God deals with people But even my mother knew what my dad was doing because I told her and she also caught him one time. And she was a sweet lady, but she just had a lot of fear and weakness and she didn't think that she could take care of me and my brother. And back then the scandal of incest would have been unbelievable. So she chose to hide from it. And so yes, I prayed that God would get me out of the situation. But they didn't pay attention to what God was saying to them. So we always want God to deliver us. But I like to say this. I think there's a couple of kinds of faith. There's a kind of faith that can get you delivered from something. But I believe there's a higher kind of faith, a deeper kind of faith that will take you through it. With a stable, good attitude that can say all the way through it, this hurts so bad I don't think I can stand it. But I believe, God, that you are good, yes. and I will believe that until I draw my last breath. I think that honors God more than anything else. One of our best friends, <clears throat> one of our best friends who's just
2: gone through a horrible experience has said, what the devil meant for my destruction, God will use for my instruction. Right. And that means we can learn. Listen to me, please. Every single person listening, has the opportunity to trust the God that we're talking about, that Joyce has talked about. I want to encourage you, go online, run to the bookstore. It'll be there. Every wise bookstore will have it. Get it. Go online, any of the different ones who deliver, and ask for it. I want to pray for you, and all of you, I want to say this to you. Now listen to me. One of the greatest ways TO SEE YOUR PRAYERS ANSWERED IS TO BECOME AN ANSWER TO SOMEONE'S PRAYER. RIGHT. YOU WANT TO SEE A BURDEN LIFTED, HOW ABOUT LIFTING ONE? RIGHT. YOU WANT TO BE BLESSED, HOW ABOUT BLESSING? FATHER, I PRAY EVERYONE WILL LEARN TO TRUST AND I PRAY THEY WILL LIVE TO BE A BLESSING AND EXPERIENCE THAT GREAT BLESSING IN JESUS' NAME. Joyce, YOU KNOW BECAUSE YOU'VE you've HELPED US AND YOU DO IT, YOUR MINISTRY IS WONDERFUL. We love to help the missionaries. Yeah. And uh, you know, one of the most difficult things for people to understand, and I said it so well, years ago the missionaries said, if we don't have trucks, we can't deliver anything. If we don't have transport, we even had to buy some airplanes for missionaries where they didn't have any roads right. to get to the people. And you know, because you do it too. Our viewers love to help. I'm going to show you something. This is not easy to talk about. Our missionaries say that right now, to fulfill what they have in front of them right now, they need 71 trucks. Not 69, not 70, 71. Over a million dollars. Now, this is not something we planned on, but said the trucks are worn out. We've got areas we don't have the right kind. I want you to watch, and then I'm telling you what I'd like you to do. I want you to be responsible for delivering love. Watch closely. You're gonna to want to do this.
0: For many years now, as part of our Rescue Life campaign, Life Outreach has partnered with a ministry in Southeast Asia called Zoe International. Together, we have rescued many children from the dangers of human trafficking and have also built a life center that provides a loving home for these children. We are rescuing children from human trafficking and giving them a fresh start at life. Each and every weekday, we are taking over 50 children to and from school in a vehicle that is over 14 years old, and it is on its last legs. It has been through the ringer. We are in desperate need of a vehicle that we can rely on to keep our children safe.
1: Zoe Children's Home is located in the mountains, and the road to the schools is steep and winding. It is especially dangerous during the rainy season.
0: In addition to caring for the children at the Life Center, our mission partners also minister in remote villages in the area. The goal is to educate the children and their families about human trafficking and how to avoid becoming a victim of a trafficker.
1: We travel to remote villages located in the mountains and jungles to bring them the good news of Jesus Christ. When necessary, we take all of the equipment needed to hold a meeting, including generators, sound and video equipment, lighting stages and tents, We currently transport our equipment in three old pickup trucks, each of which has been driven nearly 250,000 miles on rough terrain. A heavy-duty six-wheel truck would help us to more effectively bring the gospel to many who are hungry for God's touch. Please ask God what He would have you do to not only help Zoe, but life's other partners around the world who are in need of dependable transportation. God bless you.
2: You know, my executive director stepped over a moment ago while we were watching and said, James, it isn't just trucks, but it's vans, vehicles, whatever it takes to get whatever's needed into an area. And I realize that it's hard to summarize all that the missionaries ask for in a single expression or request. But I want you to know that we would not ask you to do something that was not urgently important. And Betty, this was not something that we had even budgeted for. It wasn't something we expected. A lot of the trucks, a lot of the vehicles, a lot of the vans, a lot of the things you saw right there, they're simply depleted. They have got hundreds of thousands of miles, cannot be repaired anymore. And then some of the areas, it's kind of new, and they need a particular type of vehicle. So would you just understand, we do what works. We support love in action. Not just in word, but in deed. Would you help us get those trucks? We've gotta have immediately a million dollars, just in a very short period of time above everything we would budgeted for or we're already committed to. Would you be a part of that miracle? Our staff and our wonderful team has come up with a beautiful gift to say thank you. And I know you don't have to have the gift, We just love to bless you. This is a beautiful instrumental of the sweetest name, the classic hymns, instrumental. And here is the history of how those hymns were born. We're gonna send that to you for any gift. And then I don't know about you, Joyce, but for me and Betty, we uh, reached a place and I just had eye surgery and they did remove cataracts and put new lenses in and I have 20-20 vision. And now look what my staff has come up with. A giant print Bible just after I got back to 20-20 vision. I don't know why it took them so long, but I went and had had big surgery. But now look what, and Betty, is that absolutely awesome. So we're gonna send this to say thanks to those of you who will make a gift of $120 or more. Any gift toward the the trucks and the vehicles, all of them that we need, we're gonna send you what I referenced a moment ago about the hymns, and then the beautiful determined eagle, determined to soar on the challenges of the time and the turbulence of the times. We're gonna send that to say thanks when you give a gift of over $1,000. So we're asking you right now, ask God, what do you want me to do? Take your bank card, use it like a check, go online to the website you see or dial that number there, it's there as a prayer line, but it's also there as an answer to prayer. So would you right now take that card and would you make the gift God puts on your heart to deliver help and hope, opportunity, to help those who've been trafficked like we referenced a moment ago. Would you do what God's leading you to do? We're gonna send gifts to say thank you. By the way, if you write a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us please what you're sending because we need to let the missionaries know we're gonna be able to meet that need and we'll do it together. Thank you for making the gift.
0: It's a missionary's nightmare, having life-saving relief supplies in your hand and no way to get it to those who are suffering. Some of the vehicles so vital to our outreaches are completely worn out and must be replaced. And in some critical areas, no transportation is available at all. Life's mission partners have immediate and urgent needs to transport life-saving supplies to children and families in remote locations. An additional $1.1 million is needed to purchase 71 vehicles, large and small. Your gift of $40, $80, $120 or $1,000 will help purchase these vehicles and provide life-saving food, clean water, medicine and the good news of Jesus to people in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request The Sweetest Name, Classic Hymns CD, with a booklet containing the history behind the hymns for all 12 songs. With your gift of $120 or more, please request the NIV Supergiant Print Reference Bible, ideal for anyone looking for a Bible that's gentle on the eyes. Finally, please prayerfully consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help transport life, and you may request our beautiful Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
2: Well, Betty and I want to say thanks so much for help, and I just hope you don't think that you're looking at machinery. And not see all the lives that are touched and blessed and even saved, and the missionaries you've assisted. The book is in the bookstores. You help us get those trucks with any gift, and you say, I sure would like to have that. Well, we will send you Joyce's book because we want you to have unshakable trust. Joyce is going to be back with us for another program this week. Would you like to say thanks to Joyce Meyer? For coming to Thank all of you for watching, thanks for sharing life.
0: Tomorrow, Unshakable Trust with Bible teacher and author Joyce Meyer.
1: Trust is a privilege. It's an invitation.
0: Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.